At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, your official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets, presented by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care providers of the Hornets. Rob Longo with you today after Charlotte's 120 to 111 win in Orlando to kick off a brief two game road trip in the Sunshine State as the Hornets will move further south to take on Miami tomorrow, but we'll save that for tomorrow's podcast as we have another loaded episode for you today. Not only will we take a look back at last night's game, but there's a lot of national buzz being generated, yes, pun intended, by the Hornets early on this season, just a week into the campaign. Plus, we'll reset the first week of the season. It's hard to believe we're already five games into the season. With this record that the Hornets have, how does it compare to what we expected to see? How have things changed? We'll get into all of that. To help me discuss all things Hornets, it's the lead writer at Hornets.com, Sam Purley. And if that sounds a little different, it's, well, because it is. Sam with a merited promotion for all of the hard work you see on Hornets.com. So, Sam, welcome as always, and congrats on the well-earned title. Yes, thank you very much, Rob, for uh, the congratulations and for having me as always. Much, much appreciated to everybody. Just followed and read all the Hornets coverage over the years means a lot. So thank you and happy Victory Thursday, Hornets fans. Always better when there's a win after these ones. Let's go ahead and jump right into this one. Hornets went into Orlando to start a two-game road trip, and here's how it shook out. The Hornets looked sluggish in the first quarter. LaMelo Ball picked up two quick fouls in the first four minutes, had to go to the bench. Orlando was up double digits in the first frame, but the bench played extremely well, and that was kind of the MO of the game to spoil it for you a little bit. Closed the first quarter on a 23-11 run to tie the game at 31, and Cody Martin was a big catalyst in that once again. Jalen McDaniels, who has the rebound, drives downstairs, dishes it off. Martin for three in the tie. Yes, he's got it. Cody Martin evens the score, drilling another Lowe's three-point shot. Eight points early off the bench for Martin, and the Hornets are all the way back to even after trailing by as many as 12. 
The bench shot a combined 8 for 11 in the first quarter while the starters just went 3 for 11. In the second quarter, the Hornets went shot for shot with the Magic, taking the lead into the locker room for the first time this season, 64 to 61. Miles Bridges had 17 points in the first half, and he went to work in the third stanza with an 11-point quarter. Bridges working on Harris. Bridges, step back three on the way. It's good. Miles Bridges absolutely on fire. His fourth of the game, he's got 23. The fourth quarter was by far the best quarter for Charlotte, outpacing the Magic 29-18 in the fourth frame, ripping off runs of 8-2 and 13-5 on two different occasions. And this time, it was a mix of starters and reserves getting the job done. Hayward working on Suggs. Nice pass to Plumlee who glides in up to the right end. Finish and the foul. And the Hornets push the lead up to seven. It's their largest lead of the game. Brilliant find by Gordon Hayward. Hornets move on to defeat the Magic 120 to 111. Miles Bridges leads all scores with 31 points. And Charlotte improves, like I said, to 4-1 with a big early season showdown now looming in Miami on Friday night in front of a national audience on ESPN. But this one is definitely worth talking about some more, Sam. So I want to get your take on what stood out to you most. Yeah, I think it had to be kind of two things, combination of two things. I think as far as games go, this was not the most stylistic, prettiest of wins. I mean, you kind of had to grind it out against a very – Uh, energetic young Magic team. There's a lot of guys on this Magic team that the Hornets have not seen a lot, or in some cases, like Franz Wagner and Jalen Suggs, have never seen at all. So, and sometimes that's life in the NBA. You just kind of of find ways to win. And, you know, whether it's pretty or not, they all count the same if you can finish with one point more. So that kind of stood out, and I think that is a sign of maturity for a team. And also, um, obviously, the bench play. We touched on a little bit with Cody Martin. Jalen McDaniels I thought was fantastic. Nick Richards gave them some big minutes in the first half when Plumlee was out of the game. I think JB kind of rotated to a Plumlee and then Miles at small ball five even in the second half. But I thought Nick was really good. And then Ish Smith, too, really kind of calmed things at the end. He didn't have the numbers that he did in that Brooklyn game the other night. He finished with eight points and a couple of assists, but thought he was really, really key to kind of steadying things. Bench only had three turnovers, and I think scored 40 points, it looks like, 40 points. So overall, I thought the bench was fantastic and really kind of propelled the Hornets across the finish line here. My biggest takeaway from last night was how the team responded in the fourth quarter. We saw Charlotte kind of squander a lead in the final period on Monday against Boston, and that didn't happen this time. And that's not to say that the Magic don't have stars that can hurt you like the Celtics did with, you know, everybody would obviously like to have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but Cole Anthony, he finished with 26 points last night. The Magic were coming off a win over the weekend at the Garden against the Knicks, but Cody Martin explained after the game last night what changed from Monday's game against Boston to Wednesday's. We just had to get stops, uh, and that was the biggest thing. That was the biggest difference. Um, you know, I think in the Boston game, we had a couple of turnovers towards the end that we needed to clean up, and in reality, we had chances in that Boston game that we just didn't we didn't take advantage of. And but I think that we learned from that, and um, we had another game where it was kind of it was kind of close until the end, and we just had to make sure that we kind of address those issues beforehand for a game like this to to kind of make sure that we transition and, and, and fix the things we need to fix. And I feel like we're growing as a team in those areas. And I think that's what we're going to continue to do and mature in those areas. So 
Sam, you kind of touched on it earlier about how it's the mark of a more mature team. And the other thing for me yesterday was the resilience of the team as a whole. Now, I'll get into this a little bit in the third segment a little bit later on, but not only did the Hornets not have P.J. Washington and Terry Rozier last night again, but Kelly Oubre and LaMelo Ball never really got going. They only combined for 11 points. And like you said, the bench stepped up. If you would have told me before the game that the Hornets would get single digits from both Kelly Oubre and LaMelo Ball, I would have told you that they probably would have been in trouble no matter who they were playing. They could have been playing anybody and they would have been in trouble. And for the first three quarters, they were. But again, that bench really stepped up in the fourth quarter. And sometimes I feel like a broken record saying that, but I can't stop gushing about these guys coming off the bench. I mean, that's what you want. I mean, successful teams in this league have depth. They have guys that can step up in that. And you just, I keep thinking, you know, they're finding ways to win. You don't have the leading score from last year. You don't have your, maybe your second best overall defensive player right now in PJ Washington, your backup five. Like it, it's really encouraging that the Hornets are finding ways to win these games right now. It wasn't anything amazing in terms of a nine point win over a magic team that is on paper kind of rebuilding and playing with so many young guys too. And I think we kind of glossed over a little bit just with the bench, but miles bridge is just extraordinary. I think I hope we're not taking it for granted at game five, but third 30 point game of the year. He's had six in his career and half of them are already this season. So I thought Gordon Hayward was really good too, kind of steadying things there in the fourth quarter hit a couple clutch mid-range shots in the second half of the fourth quarter so again it's just it's fun to see you know you're gonna have nights where Kelly doesn't play well Lamella doesn't play well and then you've got other guys that can step up is just I mean that's encouraging it's really really encouraging for the future of this team that they were able to kind of respond at this point at the season when these situations are kind of happening quick notes to throw out to you, Sam. This is the third 4-1 start in franchise history. The last two coming back in the 2000-2001 season, and then in the 2016-2017. And Miles Bridges is the first Hornets player with three 30-point games in the first five games of the season. And Sam, I find that really hard to believe going back to the Kemba Walker days when he was here in Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, Kemba had some spectacular starts of the season. I think specifically in the 18-19 season when he, I think he hit something like 23s in the first four games games and had a handful but this is a start to a season I've, this is my sixth season full-time with the Hornets and eighth overall this is one of the best starts to a season I've seen from any player and I think it hits a little harder which is sort of like we always knew I mean Kemba had already been a two-time all-star when he had sort of that really great start in 1819 but I mean Miles Bridges averaged 12 points per game last year he was a starter for one month and he comes in and doing this and he's you know averaging it's got to be close to 25 26 points per game right now he's rebounding he's shooting extraordinarily well spot up shooting shooting in the mid-range attacking the basket I mean he's playing with it's so fun to watch seeing him evolve over the years and watching him play right now you can see the confidence that he's playing with right now it's like a it's like a tangible thing just how you know how well he's playing right now it's a lot of fun to watch and I think the team his teammates are feeding off of it and you know, I can't say anything more. I mean, this is just tremendous, tremendous start. And it's really, really come at a nice time when the Hornets needed somebody to step up with Terry Rozier and, uh, and P.J. Washington also out right now. He wasn't the Eastern Conference Player of the Week for nothing. The Hornets winners over the Magic 120-111 to 111, now improving to 4-1 and one here on the regular season. We've talked about it on several occasions on how historic this start is for the Charlotte franchise and it's turned some heads around the country as well with some national recognition. We'll chat about that next right here on the Hornets Hivecast presented by Senta. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. 
Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Rob Longo and Sam Purley here with you on today's installment of the HHC following Charlotte's 120 to 111 win last night in Orlando, improving the 4 and 1 and kind of more impressively 3 and 0 on the road. Sam, one of the things we've seen this year is a lot of national recognition only a week into the season. So, in case you missed it yesterday, James Herbert of CBSSports.com had a piece out titled Fast But Not Loose. James Borrego has LaMelo Ball and the Hornets flying out of the gate. So, the article was very flattering. It highlighted how Borrego wants to use Charlotte strengths to dictate the pace of the game and kind of control the tempo of the game even when other teams don't and this was the quote that I'm going to take directly from the piece that really stood out to me from JB he said quote the other 29 teams in the league will score at will if we just follow them around and we don't dictate play with our presence our aggression we just can't be on our heels defensively Second half, we turned it up. Our physicality picked up. They felt us in the second half. We turned them over. Obviously, it led to better offense as well. Now, that was after the game Sunday in Brooklyn. So, Sam, I say all this to kind of lead into the point that we were seeing all of this recognition from the national media. We have pieces on CBS.com. We have instances where Miles Bridges is showing up on Inside the Association, which is the show that NBA insider Shams Sharania hosts on Stadium. We've seen all this stuff, and we've seen some podcasts too as well. What have you been seeing in the national media as well? I know you're a big podcast guy. I am a big podcast guy, and it is strange. I mean, it is really strange kind of being here for six seasons now it's just it's fun and it's fun to you know be you know around a team that people not only in charlotte want to watch but outside of charlotte and i listened to three podcasts i think it was um that it was maybe yesterday with zach lowe's low post it was uh the mismatch with on the ringer with kevin o'connor and chris vernon and then i think it's called the crossover on sports illustrated with chris mannix and howard beck and they're all devoting 10 minutes to the Hornets and, you know, in a positive manner and and how exciting they are to play. And one of my favorite quotes, I think it was on Zach Lowe's said um, that I thought was kind of funny. He said, you know, the Hornets are just incapable of playing a normal game right now. It's either a huge comeback or a 20 to nothing run, or they're beating the Nets, So they're playing some crazy overtime game against the Celtics. I think, I think last night was kind of normal against the magic. That was more of a normal kind of not nearly as wild game, but, um, it's fun. I think it's great for the t- it's great for the organization. It's great for the city. It's great for the players. I mean, you can't really put a finger on why this team has been so fun to watch so quickly. And I think you felt a little bit of it last year before the injuries. But you know, they just got a lot of guys that love playing. They have style. They have flair. They play fast. They score a lot of points. I mean, you know, people love watching basketball to see action. You know, they love watching sports to see action. So. Um, it's been really, really fun to watch and be around this team. I'm so excited to watch the games every night. I mean, I look at the clock and it's uh, we got five hours till game time. So it's been really cool kind of seeing this team get some well-deserved recognition early in the season. Again, it's still early, but, you know, been fun so far. And outside the normal highlights that you would see on SportsCenter, the Hornets have also made it to the mothership. So this happened on Tuesday on First Take. They were discussing LaMelo Ball. The question was framed, if you were to start a franchise today, would you rather have John Moran of the Grizzlies or LaMelo Ball? So here's what Jay Williams had to say on the matter. I'll let you guys listen in. John's like 6'1", 6'2", right? Okay. Fantastic athletic. LaMelo's 6'7". Yeah, long, who has not man. even grown into his body I, I, yet. I next to him. Yeah, he's six, long, seven, long. who has not grown into his body yet. Okay. Now, the playmaking ability, that's where I think I, I, have, to, I have to fight back because I, I didn't agree with Key at first on this one. Okay. LaMelo Ball might end up becoming the face of the league. 
See, LaMelo has been built into this distribution network from his brother, the show, everything. You know everything about LaMelo from an early age. If it's him pulling up to a game in a green jacket and a green Lamborghini, <laughs> you, you hate it if you like it, right? It's polarizing. But it's on the court play. Speaks volumes because he gets everybody involved. So it's a combination of both. Where I think Ja is way more understated, uh, absolute killer. But I just, th- what LaMelo can grow into, okay, I okay. think he has a higher skill. Now, Sam, we're obviously not going to get into that debate by any means, but I wanted to get your perspective on something, and you kind of already alluded to it. You've been around this team, and you've been around this city for a lot longer than I have. Has there been any time that you can recall where the Hornets were a national story this early in the season? No, not not even close, and it's been it's been kind of crazy. And the only thing I could really compare it to, and it wasn't even in basketball, was when Cam Newton had his MVP season and the, and the Panthers went 15-1 and one and, and made it all the way to the Super Bowl. That was probably the only other time that this city has had sort of that. And that was obviously a season-long thing where this has only been a handful of games. But that was only that was probably the last time it was like a real, true sort of national sports spotlight on this city. And, you know, I think it's it's been a long time coming. I think this city was – this basketball team is really important to this city. And you take a lot of – it's kind of a smaller market. You know, you take – I think there's an inherent – there's a different amount of pride that you take in, you know, your teams. And this team, you know, means a lot to the people here. And the fact that you've got so many homegrown stars right now. You've got LaMelo Ball. You've got Miles Bridges, who is blossoming before our eyes. You've got P.J. Washington. You've got Terry Rozier, whose career is really – taken off here i know he didn't start here but has really kind of evolved into a premier player here i mean that just makes it so much more fun you're not necessarily bringing in all these you know free agents from all over the place because you're never really going to get those you got to draft well you got to develop well and there's something sort of endearing about being along for the ride with the team as it kind of builds up and you know if you had told me two years ago we were going to be at this point where debating it, you know, debating the players and getting all this spotlight on, on ESPN, I, I would have said you're crazy. I hope it happens, but I think you're a little crazy. So the best thing I can say is, you know, people that are listening now, let's enjoy it. I mean, this is going to be a fun season. I think we're only getting a little bit of a taste of what's going to happen. And uh, I'm having a blast right now. I hope fans are having a blast. So let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it. This has been a long time coming. So uh, hopefully there's much more fun in store. Sometimes the stars just seem to align. So we'll ride this out as long as we can, obviously. And the Hornets are riding a pretty good hot streak to start off the year four and one. If you want to see it in person, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't, but the next opportunity this Sunday against the Portland Trailblazers and what better team to go out and see a team like Portland with Damian Lillard and of course former fan favorite Cody Zeller as well. Tickets available at Hornets.com and through the Hornets mobile app for a 7 o'clock tip on Halloween. When we come back, we'll kind of just reset what has happened the last week. A 4-1 start for the Hornets, five games through. What did we expect? What do we expect moving forward? Does this change anything? We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all your information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Rob Longo and Sam Perley putting a button on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Always much more fun to talk about it after Charlotte picks up another win. Now, once 
120 to 111 over the Orlando Magic last night in Orlando. They'll fly south to take on Miami, fly a little bit more south to take on Miami tomorrow. But Sam, we're a week now through the season. Hard to believe that we're already five games through. It seems like it's just been a blur ever since we kind of hit go in the preseason. But a lot of people did not have the Hornets off to this great of a start. And I will take the blame, myself included. I thought, you know, as I look here, as we did our projection podcast back in the summer about how many wins the Hornets were going to have. I remember, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I was a little bit more positive than some other people. I had them at 45 and 37 overall, but I did have the Hornets as I look at my win-loss total. I had them three and two through the first five games of the season. I had them with two wins to start off the year and then two straight losses against Boston and Brooklyn and then picking up a win against the Magic. So I was pretty close. And of course, you know, obviously we'll take that win against the Nets. But all in all, it's been a lot of storylines here through the first five games. What is something that you didn't expect? And then I'll go ahead and kind of pivot off that to say, do I agree? Do I disagree? But what was something that you have seen the first five games that you didn't expect that we would see moving forward? I think the thing that has been the most pleasant surprise to me has been the offense. I think, you know, you remember towards the end of last year, I know there was a lot of injuries down the stretch, but I mean, they were really struggling to score points. And I think they finished maybe like 18th or 19th in offense. I mean, just couldn't get anything going. Again, obviously, LaMelo Ball comes back. He's healthy. Gordon Hayward, you had Kelly Uber, you had Ish, you had Mason. Miles Bridges has taken a big jump. Cody Martin seems to have taken a big jump. Jalen McDaniels has taken a little bit of a jump, it looks like. I mean, you've got your two first-round rookies have sat on the bench just because there just isn't enough room in the, in the rotation right now. And you don't have Terry Rozier right now even as well. But I think going into last night's game, the Hornets' offense is maybe like second or third in the league. And obviously, you know, it's a very, very small sample size, but they're playing exactly how they want to play. They're playing fast they're playing in transition they're getting lots of deflections they're forcing turnovers they're just getting teams on their heels and really I think that's when you start to see why they're kind of making these games or taking control of these games in the second half because they're just running the whole time and the other team is just not used some teams just not used to running this much that by the time that fourth quarter hits your legs are gone I think you saw that last night in that magic game they just didn't they just didn't have the the energy to kind of keep up with all those turnovers going the other way. So I would say the offense, I think, has been what I'm most pleased with so far through five games. So the thing for me that I look at, and I guess this shouldn't have come as much as a surprise, but I'm impressed by the way that this team is so balanced. I mean, we saw the trip to Miami create the chemistry and that sort of thing, but the way that this team has been balanced, and it goes back to what I mentioned in the first segment where, you know, you don't have Terry Rozier. You don't have P.J. Washington in last night's game. And then you have Kelly Oubre and LaMelo Ball scoring in single digits. In years past, and well, obviously Kelly wasn't on the team last year, but if that same situation would have happened last season, you know, I don't know if the Hornets win that game in Orlando last night. It's just the way that this team has been able to mature. And Mason Plumlee talked about how the team has been so balanced through the first five games of the season after last night's win. I would say the balance of it, you know, to have, we're off to a good start. We had, Terry's one of our best players, you know, so PJ is is so big for us, and I just think um, you know the the balance of the scoring, the balance of guys who can impact the game. Like I said, it's super early, but you could see this being being a special group and and one that can can do some things. Going off of what Mason said, I mean, I couldn't have said it any better than what Mason said. I mean, you're missing guys like Terry Rozier and PJ Washington, which you know, going back to Monday's game against the Celtics, I thought the Hornets really missed PJ Washington down the stretch when Mason Plumley got put in a bad situation where he had to be out there on the floor and kept getting fouled and didn't make his foul shots to get Boston a chance to get back into that game. P.J. Washington, you're able to put him at the stretch five and play some good defense, and he's able to hit a couple of those foul shots. I think that game goes the different way. 
but you know you can't live in a past like that but with that said moving forward with this team I don't want to get into do expectations change you know now that you're four and one looking at the top of the Eastern Conference this team all of a sudden oh they have to have home court advantage and be a top four seed moving into the postseason months and months and months down the road but does it change anything at least in your mind with what we can expect moving forward or is this just too small of a sample size right now I don't think it necessarily changes anything I think you still have to kind of take everything by game by game basis I don't think you can look at these first five games and say okay you know based on what the standings are right now they're what second or third maybe that oh we should be the second or third seed at the end of the year obviously that'd be fantastic that'd be a great year but it's such a long season there's still 76 games to go and you know so much stuff is going to happen around the league and players changing teams and injuries you just never know how these things are going to shake out so you got to still kind of keep it in sort of a short-term focus the next focus is Miami tomorrow night work on getting better getting off to better start playing defense for a full 48 minutes I think you just got to take a game-by-game approach I think JB's done a good job of kind of preaching that and the players have bought into that and that's the approach you got to be I, I think you know if you do that and you kind of take care of your business on a night-to-night basis you look up at the scoreboard in February the standings in February and maybe you're ahead of schedule or you got more wins already than you had last year and but as far as kind of long term I think you know I think there there's if they do things the way they're supposed to be done this year and they keep buying in they keep playing the way they've been playing for these first five games I think this has the potential to be a really special I'll say it again fun season for sure for these Charlotte Hornets the other thing that I look at too Sam as a whole is the way that this just moves everything forward for the Hornets obviously you would like to get your rookie some seasoning like a James Booknight like a Kai Jones and quite frankly everybody has of them is just playing so well right now that they're not able to see the floor but moving forward if you take a step back it gives a chance for these guys you know sometimes baptism by fireworks it depends on the player but you know you have guys like book Knight, you have guys like jones where maybe it's a little bit better that they get to sit behind some of these veterans and get to have a better idea of what they need to do to a not only get on the floor but to b be successful for this team moving forward so the fact that they have not had to get thrown into pressure situations i think really helps not only right now but in the long-term development of the team as well. And especially now because you get a chance to throw some other guys into Greensboro, like a JT Thor, like a Vernon Carey, who played really well in the bubble last year. You know, those guys get to go down there. They get to develop at their own pace and they're able to get more minutes on the floor when they don't have to sit on the end of the bench night in and night out, just kind of not withering away, but, you know, not being able to grow and develop like they can at a place like Greensboro. Yeah, and I think their time is going to come. I think, you know, James is a little bit more NBA ready, I guess, than Kai Jones right now. But, you know, it's a good problem to have because the reason James Booknight isn't playing right now is because the guys ahead of him in the rotation, particularly Cody Martin, have just been outstanding thus far. I mean, that's a good problem to have. You know, and I, I like your approach. You know, maybe this is a little bit of, you know, take a step back, look what you need to do, kind of work on your craft a little bit. And you don't need necessarily to be thrown into the fire right away. He's going to be a tremendous player. I mean, they both are. I think James Booknight, JB was talking about it before the game in Orlando. He says he can just be an elite two-way player, elite two-way potential. He said does has no idea how good of a catch-and-shoot three-point guy he can be. So that's really exciting to hear. And he's definitely going to be ready for his opportunity. Again, I think he's only 21 years old, so there's plenty of time. And first and foremost can't hammer at home hard enough the reason he's not playing right now has nothing to do with his long-term potential or anything like that it's just they found a rotation right now that's working and I think you just got to kind of ride with it until 
something happens, whether someone goes down or someone doesn't play as well, which, you know, hopefully it, you know, this momentum keeps on going. Yeah. And I didn't have on my bingo card to start off the season that PJ Washington and Terry Rozier would be unavailable for the majority of the games. And I also didn't have on my bingo card that the Hornets would be four and one without missing two of their key role players as well. So that's just the way that the season has shaped up so far for the Hornets. And you know what? Four and one is four and one as far as I'm concerned, Sam. Yeah, that's what you want. I think you, you go into it. And I, I, the thing I love about it most is, you know, well, you look at it, it's like the margin for error is so small in this league. And JP's talked about it. And look at that Indiana game. They're shot away from losing that. I mean, Smotis is one shot away and they win that. And then they're shot away from beating the Celtics. I mean, sometimes it's just, it's so crazy how it can come down to one play, one shot, one rebound, one loose ball, one pass, something like that. So, but then they've got three kind of fairly solid, convincing wins over, you know, Cleveland and Brooklyn and Orlando last night. So you're right. Four and one is four and one. doesn't matter how you do it. Just find a way to find a way to get across the finish line first with more points. So hopefully there are more, four and one stretches to go let's go four and one in every five game stretch i think we'll be in good shape that sounds good to me sam Purley of hornets.com the lead writer at hornets.com joining me on today's edition of the hornets hivecast sam appreciate you jumping on as always yes thank you again for having me and thanks to all of you for joining us here on today's edition of the hornets hivecast as well as charlotte wins it 120 to 111 in orlando the start of a two-game trip to the sunshine state we'll have a preview of tomorrow's game Tomorrow on the Hornets Hivecast, Sam Farber and I will bring you that one as we get ready for the Hornets and the Heat on nationally televised ESPN at 7.30 tomorrow night. For Sam Purley, I'm Rob Longo saying so long, and we'll catch you next time, tomorrow that is, here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.